0: And hello, welcome to Adafruit's show
1: and tell. I'm yes. Noah Everwes, signing here at Adafruit. Join okay. me every week is my brother Pedro. Hi, everybody, Pedro. <laughs> and this is Adafruit show and tell. This is the best place to come and show off your awesome DIY maker projects doesn't have to be makery. It could be like craftsy or artsy or of course, the reprinting, electronics, PCBs, and of course, a tour of your workspace is always in here. So, I take a couple minutes. Go through the audience. We're gonna start off with some of the for peeps. Yeah. Go ahead and start off with who are you picking. I'm picking this one, John. John. You, John. I'm getting you. Um. Well, actually, he's Next. he's ready. He's giving me the thumbs up. Two thumbs up. <laughs>
2: All right, ready for John. Here we go. Hey guys! All right, I just had I just had a quick restart of of the browser that decided to stop sharing screens, and I think we're we're good to go. So, um, I just wanted to show kind of a cool little trick and how it relates to a project I'm working on. So, this is something you may have played with before. People may have played with in school in a physics class or or something similar, uh, and you've probably also run into this if you've been wearing sunglasses and tilted your head in a car or looking at a.
1: Oh, sorry, John. I hit the space bar. Are you kidding?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I've got a couple of pieces of polarizer film. This one's actually a diffusing one, so it's kind of kind of murky. But uh, you can tell if I turn one para- uh, perpendicular to the other, we're blocking light. Uh, right now we're blocking light in only one direction. Now we're kind of blocking it in, in all directions. And so um, this is something we use in photography a lot, something we use to make a lot of our devices work. Uh, It also, as I found out recently, was the trick behind these um, L-Cars panels that were used in Star Trek uh, Next Generation and some other shows before they went either fully uh, CG replacement or on-set animation uh, with with digital methods, even CRTs at some points. Um, And so here what I have is a little light panel. It's going to be real bright photography or video light panel Uh, and if i take a piece of polarizing film and and put it in front of it you can see it really does a a terrific job of blocking a ton of the light once it hits close to maybe 80 degrees 90 degrees 110 and then then we're back to see through Um, and this works in in kind of both both directions here Um, so what i have here is this um l cars panel from from the star trek Uh, shows and it is essentially a vinyl print that's um, backlit and stuck to some acrylic and I've been looking at different ways to illuminate this. Um, One thing I've done is added some blockers here that I laser cut so I can sort of separate what light's going through it and I'm working on some methods of uh, using matrix panels to, to animate these. But the trick that was used in the originals was they built a big light box. that kind of threw threw a bunch of light um, behind it on the set. And then they taped pieces of polarizing film. You can see this one has one piece. This one has another. And I've got them in opposite orientations from one another. So you'll see I've got a couple of these um, indicators that are either showing up or not. And as I rotate my light source, which has that film stuck to it, you'll see that top one disappear. So that one that says L-Cars on it, it's visible. And then as I turn the panel, it's gone. And, and same with the bottom there, That I think it's that uh, V-I-D-E-R, I don't know what that stands for, um, but that one comes on and goes off just based on the polarizing filter. You'll see some other stuff happening over here just because I'm, I'm literally getting light uh, blocked, but those are just from the polarizer. And um, this is a really cool trick. people. Uh have found interesting ways to use this in different effects. You see this sometimes in escape rooms where you'll earn some pair of glasses and suddenly you can see a monitor. And that's because someone's taken a standard monitor and just ripped the polarizing filter off the front. Uh, and so you can't see it until you put your own polarizers on. Um, so probably not how I'll do this one in the end, because it requires quite a bit of depth and a motor to spin. What, what they did in the, in the Star Trek stuff was they cut a piece of polarizing film, uh, a linear polarizer, they cut it into a circle put it on a motor essentially that was spinning. And then depending on those other pieces of film, they stuck around the interface. You'd get what looks kind of like blinking or, or things kind of beaming on and off a little bit in sections, uh, based on that film. So that is my little show and tell for the day. Cool. Super
1: cool. Um, great use of a polarizer. Um, we use them on our lenses, right. When we're trying to block out lights. Yeah, so That's yeah, cool. Yeah. Cause you do have to turn it, mm-hmm. and it kind of blocks some glare from, uh,
3: Yeah, so when we have a light
1: uh, shining down on a product, the tables are almost always shiny. So that's one of the ways that you get rid of it. Yeah. With a monitor, like so you don't have to like adjust the brightness or a change, like in the code, you know, make it dimmer, the polarizer by adjusting it. You can just adjust it manually. In camera trick, yeah.
2: And I think those are usually a cir- circular polarizer, if I'm not mistaken. So they, yeah. you can you can rotate them, and it's not quite as abrupt as these linear ones because they have yeah. uh, sort of a, a secondary film in them. So you get these sort of more subtle changes, and and you you turn yours until you like what it looks like, basically, right? Mm, exactly.
1: Yeah. 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 Cool. cool. Yeah. Interesting uh, way to use this effect. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I think uh, yeah. you're off. Next, tomorrow for your show? Yeah, you I, I'll,
2: I'll be having a workshop show uh, tomorrow. I'll be uh, yeah. out next Tuesday, so no product pick next Tuesday, but I will be doing workshop shows. So, uh, okay, so awesome, I'll man. see tomorrow where I'll be working with some more of this stuff and maybe some other uh, other fun sweet. things uh, to come. So, stop sweet. on, buddy. Thanks, right. right. Thanks,
1: JP. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Catch, uh, tomorrow. Bye. Boop boop. Okay. All next right. up, we're gonna check in with Liz. Oh, I wanted to introduce her as our Coworker worker now. Liz! Okay.
0: Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Liz! Hey, guys. Uh, so this week I did a handheld uh, synth controller for a peer data patch, um, and I think you should be able to... Can you hear that? There we go. Yes, I can hear it. Cool. So, when I turn this, it's affecting the filters uh, on the synth. And then when I touch on different parts on the touch screen, um, it'll change the notes. I just have it as a two-octave uh, C7 chord, so it'll always sound good.
1: <laughs>
0: but the way that this is working is it's a CutiePie ESP32 uh, S2 um, and it's connecting to my laptop's um, IP address and then there's a socket connection between the board and my computer and the pure data script can read data coming in from the ESP32. Uh, so definitely a lot of Really cool stuff you can do with that. Um, kind of similar to the video sent I did last week, where there was a socket connection for the Python script and the Processing mm-hmm. script. So, sockets definitely have a lot of, lot of options for folks um, to connect things that you may not think can talk to each other. Yeah. So yeah. I
1: know, there's. I haven't noticed any latency too. So like for live performances, I can see this being really cool mm-hmm. to not have like all these wires mm-hmm. on you. Exactly. So that's, that's cool.
0: Yeah. Cool yeah. Feature. It's really snappy. So.
1: Sweet. Yay. Yeah. Hey, and right. uh, Learn Guide just got published, so everybody can yes. check that out.
0: Get the yeah. files and of course all the code. So cool. Yes. Sweet. Definitely. Thanks, for All time. right.
1: More musical awesomeness.
0: Yay. <laughs> yes. All right.
1: We'll, we'll, we'll check in with you next week.
0: All right. sounds good. Have a good one. All right. You too. Bye. All right.
1: Let's check in with Jeff. Jeff, give Jeff a moment. Oh, oh, here we go. Squares are moving around. Yeah, moving <laughs> around. <laughs>
4: Yeah, so I'm in with a 3D printing project tonight. Um, I always find I need to hold my PCBs in different ways. And so this is a design that I put together. It has little feet on the bottom. It prints uh, standing up like this. So it prints without support material. The problem with the design is this little bit here that uh, it kind of clamps or you know holds the board once you slide it in, the little tab. It is really prone to breaking off, so I broke this one far enough before the show that I could print out a fresh one. But uh, when you pull on that tab to try and take the board in and out, it tends to break. But uh, yeah, there's a free CAD file. I'll post the link uh, to the Thingiverse item that you can modify according to your board's dimensions. You need the the depth with the protrusions from the bottom and then the X and the Y of the PCB. And you can print it with or without feet. And it's just a little PCB carrier. Oh,
1: so, what was the PCB? Yeah, I might have missed the PCB. Oh, I
4: did not explain what the PCB was. Um, it's got, uh, this is for an unstarted yeah. project. It's got a, a feather, a level shifter, and then a mystery 20 pin connector. But uh, that project is one that I'm doing for myself, and I just haven't oh, no. been able to get started on it yet. So okay. it's a secret. Awesome.
1: Cool. Right. Oh, can't wait to hear about it.
4: Good uh, right. <laughs> it, it might happen. It might not. See. That's the reason it's secret.
1: I'll stay optimistic and wait for it.
4: Yeah. All right.
2: <laughs> Thanks, guys. Cool. All right. Yeah, have you. a good one.
1: On. You too. Bye. OK, next, next up, up, we're going to check in with Matt. Matt the Maker. Hey, Matt.
3: Hey, Matt. Welcome back. Hey. Hey, you just so had that guy gonna... published. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it just yes, came sir. out yesterday. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah.
3: Um, I'm going to show you some of the UI and some of the mm-hmm. performance. So oh, okay. first thing we're going to do is we're going to hit the launcher oh, okay. button. And we're going to load Cody, which you'll see takes a little bit, but doesn't take that long um and then you're and you're good to go and then uh next one i'm going to show you RetroPie. pie uh, hold on there we go the cody loads i mean exits a little slowly compared to some of the other things so now we're going to load retro and you'll see it loads pretty quick. And you can uh, load games. Like, I, um, I installed all the ROMs I could get for SNES and NES. And I've been playing it quite a bit. It's It's a lot of fun. One of the problems is when you load the game, there's a black border around it on the screen. And the Viewfind display has display modes. And if you change the display mode, you can actually make that game go full screen. Um, this is my UI. I have a, um, something called rainbow mode. So you give each command a color. And when you put rainbow mode on, it will cycle through them and help you identify. Because sometimes the text might be a little bit hard to read. So if you have like a color associated with the command, you can recognize it more easily. And then uh, I've set up live streaming. I have four live streaming options, including one is my um, my own server. So uh, in a few seconds, it'll be live on uh, mattthemaker.org.
1: Nice work. That is really cool. Yeah, and I think a lot of the stuff that is in the guide as well. So yay. Yay. How yeah. oh, cool. Cool. Thanks, Thanks for sharing. All yeah, right, Matt. We'll, we'll catch you next time. Yeah, please come back yeah. for more. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks, Matt. I will. Thanks. Sweet. All right. And we're going to check in next with Danan. Danan. Hey. Hello,
5: Danan. It's been a while. How are you doing? <laughs> are you guys doing? Yeah. Guys-
1: we're doing just fine. We're, just- we're
5: doing just So yeah, you know, i think i talked about before about uh, how i was doing the open source power chair and all that fun stuff and um i've been tinkering and collecting parts and all this fun stuff and it's the first time i've gotten to play with 2020 extrusion this stuff is fun it's fun you can do a lot with it but I wanted to uh, give a holler out for anybody um, I had posted on the jobs board looking for a programmer because I need to bring this bad boy to uh, functionality. So I figured I'd give a holler. Uh, I'm getting parts together. I, my brain just doesn't do programming well. So need a hand. Anybody out there?
1: Yeah, definitely. Thanks for uh, sharing that. Uh, Jobs.edict.com is where folks can find that. I'll drop a link in the Discord. If you haven't already, I'll check out
5: the Discord. Make sure to promote it on the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, you're cutting in and out and like just, uh, feedback. But, Yeah, awesome. Yeah, My
5: um my equipment's old. It's like I tried using my PC and then, uh, the internet went out on that. So I tried I'm using my <laughs>
1: i love flinches so they're the best i know right it so like adds to yeah, the show it does. <laughs> cool well thank you everybody so much for sharing your projects with us great projects everybody mm-hmm. um but don't no, go anywhere we yeah. got uh ask an engineer coming up in like 10 minutes so stay where you are go you walk know. to the dog And we'll see the cat next week. Do the things. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Good luck with all your maker endeavors. Until
0: next time, make a great day. Make a great day. (laughs) Bye, folks. Bye, folks.